Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include home leverage across the nation, my interview with Michael Ferris on build versus buy, what technology makes the most sense for you as a lender, and some wholesale news from around the industry. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Origins. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their end-to-end digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing, giving lenders the ability to replace their traditional mortgage stack with a single modern platform. Or, use the modular capabilities of the platform to integrate Origins anywhere in your tech stack, wherever you need to make the biggest impact on your lending. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with Origins. WalletHub released its 2021 Home Over Leverage report after determining where homeowners have the most unsustainable mortgage debts. WalletHub compared the median mortgage debt to the median income and median home value in more than 2,500 U.S. cities. Chester, Pennsylvania has the lowest median mortgage debt, $41,859, which is 18.6 times lower than Beverly Hills, California, the city with the highest at $780,457. Bronxville, New York has the lowest mortgage debt-to-house value ratio, 16%, which is 12.7 times lower than McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, the city with the highest at 203%. Scarsdale, New York has the highest median income, $214,970, which is 10 times higher than Bastrop, Louisiana, the city with the lowest at $21,583. Not only are lenders and MLOs interested in demographics in their markets, but also technology, removing intermediaries, providing relevant subject matter help for consumers. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the podcast Michael Ferris, Vice President of Strategic Solutions for Origins. In his role, Michael leads the Strategic Solutions Group, which focuses on large-volume mortgage lenders. A seasoned industry veteran, he previously served as SVP at Digital Lending Solutions, and prior to that, he served as Senior Vice President of Digital Docs. His focus on integrated and process-driven sales solutions has resulted in negotiated contracts with top 100 lenders in diverse technology and service industries. Michael, there's a lot of talk in the industry about buy versus build solutions when it comes to LOS, systems, and technology. Why does it make sense for a lender to build their own system? I think you got to look at some of the components of, uh, of the lender themselves. Um, what is their size? Are they a good size lender that has the uh, tech staff, the IT team to be able to build and maintain an LOS? Another thing is the money. Um, it costs a lot to build an LOS, millions of dollars. The time um, and the tech savviness of a lender. I think you see a lot of the online lenders coming out with their own technologies because they they came from a tech background and moved into mortgage. If you look at some of the larger lenders that are out there, they are more of a mortgage company and moving into newer tech. So I think a lot of that has to do with the tech savviness of the company as well. And when lenders decide to build their own system, what can be the downfalls for a lender taking that approach? The two biggest things, Robbie, are the uh, time and cost. As I mentioned just a second ago, the, the time it takes to build an LOS is years. There are a lot of components. It is a big, big system. If you think about all of the component systems out there, when you talk about docs, you talk about verification of incomes, you talk about the POS on the front end, you talk about compliance. 
these things are enormous and they cost a lot to build. And also the time it takes to put that all together and string it together. A little bit easier than a commercial system because you're building for one lender and what they want to do, but it's still a very complex system and you, you take years and millions and millions of dollars. So those would be the two biggest downfalls for a lender trying to do that themselves. Well, it begs the question, why should they consider buying an LOS then? I think why you look at buying an LOS is because you want to look at a system that can check the majority of your boxes. You also want to look at a system that you can configure. Um, I don't want to use the word customize because I don't want to talk too much about you know changing a core code uh, just yet, but the availability to configure a system to make sure it's the system that you can use as a lender. I think you know Origins would provide that software capability through configuration, things like that, but you got to see how complex your workflow is. And can I have a commercial off-the-shelf system that can, you know, do what I want it to do um, the way that I want to do it? Again, the cost and the time, if you have something commercial off-the-shelf, you can get that and get going with that quicker as well. So when is it actually advantageous, or I guess how as well, for a lender to buy instead of build their LOS? Well, most cases would be a buy. Again, as I mentioned on the first part that we spoke about, Robbie, is what's the size of the lender? How tech savvy are they? Do they have the team that can maintain that system as we go through? I think what we do at Origins is an interesting concept as well. We also have the transactional model, the SaaS-based model, but we also offer what's called a restricted use as well. Or what that does, it gives the lender the code base of Origins and lets them build off of that. So you kind of got a hybrid model there. I don't know too many people that are out there that do that, but that could be a stopgap for those people that want to build them, but don't want to take the time, the money, the effort to do that. They have a you know out-of-the-box system, for lack of a better term, but then they can build off of themselves. So I think there is a hybrid out there. I don't know if anyone else is doing that, but that's a part of what we're doing. So the vast majority of lenders, Robbie, to circle back there, would be a buy-type uh, lender, you would you would have to be a good size lender, the availability with your tech team, um, and the time and the money to to get through that. How does a lender actually figure out the ROI after selecting an LOS and paying for it? You know, I think you have to look at different components there. A lot of people look at what is a transaction cost of an LOS. In my opinion, I think you need to look at total cost of ownership. It, does my LOS help, you know, manual tasks that people are doing and I can automate those things? Um, does it help me? How many people do I have to have to uh, take care of that system? So I think you it really have to go into the total cost of ownership and not just a transactional model. And that's how you find your return on investment, Robbie. Then at what point would a company that's dissatisfied with their LOS actually make the switch? What would be a catalyst for that? I think, you know, you have to figure out how am I going to be a lender of the future. Again, you have millennials that are coming into the market quite a bit. They're used to the Amazon, you know, instantaneous, you know, gratification on everything that they buy, get it immediately. And we have to morph into that in the mortgage industry. I've talked to you before, Robbie, about, you know, we've improved the front end. You can do an application in 15 minutes online, but we're still have 45 minutes. I mean, 45, not 45 minutes. I wish it was 45 minutes, <laughs> 45 days on the back end to, to get that loan closed. So they're not used to that. And that's going to cause dissatisfaction among new borrowers that are coming in. So I think you have to look at what am I going to do going into the future? I know my LOS works for me now, but is it future-proof to make me go forward with the uh, with the new type of lenders out there? Does it give me the automation? Does it give me the configuration to go forward? Or am I just doing the status quo going forward with that? So I think those are a couple of things you have to look at as a lender. I think those are excellent points. And uh, thank you for coming on and talking to me. That was great. Thanks again, Robbie. Appreciate it as always. 
We all know that we're in a cyclical business, and this was made apparent with Loan Depot's results announced yesterday. Loan Depot earned $26.2 million in the second quarter, an envious number for many lenders, but a 94% sequential decline as lower originations, weaker gain on sale margins, and servicing markdowns were noted. CEO and founder Anthony Shea stated, We've entered a transitional period and expect to see industry consolidation, as some lenders may not be in a position to withstand the headwinds, whereas we are confident and excited for the future. Like many others, Loan Depot alluded to the company layoffs and other cost-cutting measures late in the second quarter of 2021. In the second quarter, Loan Depot originated $34.5 billion, down 16.7% from the first quarter. Its gain on sale margin slipped to 228 basis points compared to 298 basis points in the first quarter of this year and 539 basis points in the year-ago quarter. Separately, yesterday, Figure Technologies announced that it has signed an agreement to merge with Homebridge Financial Services. Homebridge currently has more than 2,500 associates with more than 180 retail branches, but two wholesale origination platforms, Homebridge Wholesale and REMN Wholesale and funded more than $25 billion in residential home loans at the close of 2020. This merger joins Figure, a fintech leader in transformational financial services through the power of blockchain technology, to Homebridge, one of the nation's largest privately held non-bank lenders. Homebridge is gaining a tech platform partner that will help to maximize the customer experience and set Homebridge apart from the competition. No real news of impact on the bond market yesterday meant no movement to treasuries, while MBS prices were also little changed versus Monday's close. Economic releases continue to take a backseat to COVID news. It may be that way the rest of the week leading up to payrolls on Friday. Economic releases showed factory orders for manufactured goods increased more than expected in June, with business spending continuing to increase at a pace that supports economic growth. The final look at July agency prepayment speeds showed a decline of 4% to 5%, despite a 9% decline in the refi index. Gross issuance declined for the third straight month to $249 billion, down nearly 33% from this April's high and the lowest reading since April 2020. Today's economic calendar kicked off with the usual mortgage applications from the MBA for the week ending July 30th. Mortgage applications decreased 1.7% from one week earlier. Ahead of Friday's payrolls report, we've also received July ADP employment up 330,000, much weaker than expected. Later this morning brings final July IHS Market Services PMI, ISM non-manufacturing PMI for July, and a Treasury announcement on the details of next week's quarterly refunding. Today's sole Fed speaker is an important one in the midst of recent tapering talk with Vice Chair Clarita speaking on outlook and monetary policy. The Fed desk will purchase up to $5.2 billion of 30-year 2% and 2.5% across Gini 2s and UMBS 30s. We begin the day with agency MBS prices up better by an eighth, but the 10-year yield unchanged from Tuesday, yielding 1.18%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. When I was a small child, I thought nap time was a punishment. Now, as a grown-up, it feels like a small holiday. (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at RobChrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, 
access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.